Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This black man with black hair. Little black man. Senator Harris. Senator Harris. I'm so sorry. We will let all of you speak. Senator Harris. Senator Harris. We will let you all speak. Senator Harris. You can't afford to wait for evolution on these issues. Hey, guys, you know what? America does not want to witness a food fight. They want to know how we're going to put food on their table. So she... And she established right off the bat Kamala Harris in the debate last night that she was going to try to take charge, and she looked like a take-charge person all night long. I just wanted to throw in this busing stat, and I do not want to talk about I do not want to argue about a policy from 40 years ago, but... Um, the Washington I get to bring up Vietnam. The Washington Post pointing out that Joe Biden's views on busing have been where America's have been uh, throughout his career. In, in 1973, when Biden was in the Senate... They asked, uh, they surveyed people on their opinion of busing. 5% favored busing. 5%. 4% of whites, 9% of blacks. So about half. And because Biden uh, wasn't enthusiastically <laughs> for that, right. he's getting beaten up in the year 2019. Right. The difficulty of having a record. Lon He Chen joined us. Lon He is the host of the podcast Crossing Lines, Lon He Chen. Also, David and Diane Staffy Research Fellow at the Hoover Institution, as well as. Director of Domestic Policy Studies and lecturer in the Public Policy Program at Stanford University. Lonnie, how are you, sir? Good to be with you this morning. So, uh, what did you make of the debate last night? Overall impressions? Well, it, you know, I think, first of all, it, it was a difficult situation for Joe Biden. It's just a tough 
it's tough to go into these debates with, you know, 10, 11 people as the front runner. It's just it's difficult. And, you know, I remember this was a position that Mitt Romney was in in 2012 when I was working on that campaign. It's just a difficult position to defend well. And Biden did not do a good job of it last night. And I think that's going to be an issue for him. The other thing is, you know, what these debates are good for primarily are which candidates that we're not talking about already are we going to be talking about are going to get a good look. So from the first night, uh, you know, Cory Booker was certainly helped. Beto O'Rourke was hurt. Castro, obviously. Uh, I think that conventional wisdom is true. Castro was helped a little bit. And, you know, look, Kamala Harris had a good night last night. We'll see how long it carries over for. But I, I think that's the, the most important takeaway is not going to be Harris, but Biden. Yeah. I, how long? Well, first of all, to your point, I was thinking about last night uh, back to I remember Mitt would be on stage in the middle because he was leading in the polls and you'd have everybody on the sides and he would kind of stand there and be above it all. And people would yell at each other and stuff like that. And he felt like, you know, and, and this is gradually where, the, the, you know, Republicans ended up. He felt like the guy that was kind of the, the grown up among them all. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, you yeah. had all the, the bickering last night, but I'm not sure Biden was able to pull off that Romney. I'm the grown up here thing. No, he wasn't. I mean, I think Romney had a very good string of debates in, in 2012, and that's what helped him to the nomination that year. You know, we'll see how Biden handles it. If I were a Biden fan or if I were someone who, who really was on the Biden team, there are reasons for concern about last night that go beyond just, hey, it was a bad performance. We all have had, you know, performances we wish we could do over. We all have things we wish we could do over. But, but the problem with Biden for last night is, it's about more than just one bad performance. It's this fundamental question of, do you have a guy who is a 1970s candidate running in 2020? Early 1970s candidate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it goes, it goes to his record. It goes to his style. It goes to how he looks, his age, all of these things. In my mind, the question is, is he going to be able to adapt to this cycle? And so far, the answer has been a resounding no and last night, I think, added only to the impression that he is completely out of step and out of touch with it, that, that where the Democratic Party is today. Boy, that's the what that's what I took away from it, too. I just didn't think he was sharp at all. Some of the most obvious things he had to be ready to parry, he could not. And it just to me, it was a little sad. But we'll see where it goes from there. Hey, listen, uh, we could talk about, you know, winners and losers or, or I'd prefer people whose stock improved or declined. And I'm looking at predictit.org. And sure enough. Kamala Harris's stock is up uh, slightly. Joe Biden's down fairly significantly. Uh, Bernie Sanders is the biggest downward mover last night. I've got to admit, I, I didn't see that. I thought he absolutely won the sharp old guy prize between himself and Joe Biden. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the reason why is because the the, the question has to do with who's going to occupy that progressive left lane. Because, you know, the, the, the likelihood is you're not going to have more than one or two candidates at the most. And if you look at Elizabeth Warren from the first night and Kamala Harris from last night, you know, that's probably more than enough for that lane. And that's probably why the share is coming out of Bernie Sanders, because the perception is that he's competing for the same voters. Now, whether that's true or not, we'll see. But I think that's the perception. The, the other question that I would ask people to consider is this. Did the candidates do anything the last two nights that will compromise their ability to win a general election? Yes, oh, absolutely. You're a psychic. That's I where to, we wanted to go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because if you out every candidate on stage say there's no such thing as being an illegal immigrant anymore, and by the way, you get yeah. free health care. No way you become president with those positions, is there? 
No, I, I, I don't see how you can embrace the notion, for example, of decriminalizing uh, the, the, the crossing of the U.S. border as an undocumented immigrant. I don't see how you can support free health care for all undocumented immigrants. By the way, I don't see how you can support taking away private health insurance from 160 million Americans. I mean, that's a disaster in my mind. The, the, the notion, you know, and Kamala Harris, by the way, for all of her great performance last night and whatever, she fundamentally compromised herself because she's been all over the map on this Medicare for all government run health care thing. First, she tells Jake Tapper a couple months ago, we're going to get rid of private insurance. Then she walks it back a few days later. Then last night, she's out there again saying, yes, let's take away private health insurance. She and Elizabeth Warren are in a completely compromised position in my mind for the general election. Donald Trump is going to beat them over the head every single day with this notion that they are going to get rid of the health insurance that you have and you like and replace it with a big government socialist style solution. Well, it was so ridiculous of them to go there, I think. Surely they are not going to stand up in front of a bunch of uh, steel workers or miners or whatever in one of your industrial states and say, and uh, we're giving free health care to illegals and expect to win, are they? Well, I, you know, again, this is the challenge with a primary, is that you've got to move to where your base is. And the progressive base of the Democratic Party, that's where they are. You know, and, they, and that, those are the people they're pandering to. Those are the votes they're trying to get. And, and that's the lane they're trying to occupy. And it, I think it's very short-sighted, the notion that you go there to win the primary, but you've completely compromised yourself for the general. And in that sense, I think Joe Biden, yes, he answered the question about the undocumented illegal immigrants to give them health care. He did say he would give them free health care. But he didn't go as far, I think, as the other one. So he still has the general election in mind. But, boy, Kamala Harris and Elizabeth Warren are in big trouble. That's interesting. You know, I just I, I'm old and cynical. So I see people moving to the general and just complain, completely changing their stripes. And, you know, yeah. and the moderates weren't paying attention to the activities of the hardcore during the early primaries anyway. So they don't know or they don't care. But. You think they've actually, uh, you know, stuck their stake in far enough it's going to be difficult to pull out? Well, I, I think the dynamic that makes this election different from other previous elections is Donald Trump. And I do think I have to give Trump a lot of credit because I think he is going to be uniquely able to just take a, a single message or a set of messages and just drive that thing until people are completely sick of it. But they're going to know, trust me, they're going to know whoever the Democratic nominee is, is for giving illegal immigrants free health care. They're going to know that whoever the nominee is is likely going to be for government-run health care. And, and I, I think Trump, Trump is able to carry that message uniquely, and I think it's going to damage whoever the Democrat is. I think, I think it's a big, big problem for them, guys. I really do. I did feel uh, like... I, I, I don't know how they come back from it. I did feel like watching the two nights, the only person that seemed like they had the energy, the fire, the just the stature to be on stage with Trump and Matcham was, was Kamala last night. Not Elizabeth? Yeah, maybe Elizabeth Warren. Your thoughts, well, Lon, you know, on, on either one of them matched up with the Tangerine Tornado? Stylistically, uh, apart from the policies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I think Kamala Harris acquitted herself very favorably last night. I, I, I do think that she has, uh, she has the energy and she has the, the style to be able to compete in a different way from others. I, I just think Elizabeth Warren's going to be perceived as shrill. I, I have a very difficult time seeing her 
being there in the end and people really liking her. I that's think that's what my wife said. She said it's like, like my wife said it's like my mom's yelling at me every time I watch Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny though is she actually believes in what are to my mind lunatic policies. Kamala's just pretending to temporarily and will be walking in the back. But at least you got to give Liz credit for consistency. Uh, so listen, uh, predictions are stupid. So throw in caveats or whatever you want, Alan. Uh, he, but um, you know, if you were on predictit.org, which I'm looking at right now, the market for candidates, uh, who would you throw your money at? Two or three is fine. Um, you know, I, I I probably would throw it at Harris. I would throw it at Warren, and I I, I you know I might throw a little bit at at Julian Castro to 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 the point we were talking about earlier. I don't know what he's at right now, but he's probably pretty cheap still. I'm guessing. Yeah, he is. Is uh, Biden you know, uh, dead? Well, the problem with Biden is he's still overvalued. I think. So if you're talking about it from a marketplace perspective, I still think he's got way too much juice for somebody who I don't think is going to be there at the you end of the sell day. Him short. So, Did you mean politically dead I or would. he might pass away before the next debate? Well, I, no, politically. no, no, politically, politically. So no, for let, now. Let, 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 let's, let's hope he makes it through, but, 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 but politically. God yeah. bless him. Right. Lon He Chen is uh, with the Hoover Institution, Stanford University, also host of the podcast, which is due for a little update, Lon He, crossing lines with Lon He Chen. Uh, any we new- just had an episode oh, uh, last week, and we're gonna we're gonna oh, do good. another one next week. Perfect, All right, yeah. terrific. Perfect. Glad to hear that. I can't wait to listen. Uh, it's always great, Lon. He, thanks for the time. Thanks, guys. We'll talk soon. Our conversation with him, and so many conversations I've seen with pundits, and Pete's name doesn't even come up. Mayor Pete, Whoops. nobody even mentions it. Little Pete, isn't that something? Because he was kind of quiet and uh, grown up sounding, but that yeah. doesn't work right now. Well, and to my mind, a little submissive and and just too. Little. Not bombastic enough, certainly. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.